0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Lead Ministry Live and the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Josh Denhart. Super, super grateful that you're here today. Really excited actually today about about our guest. His name is Andre Jones. He's a fantastic, fantastic ministry leader. And I got to say, man, there are a lot of people around the country who are just every single week absolutely knocking it out of the park and I want you to listen and learn and figure out a little bit about them. Hey, real quick, this is part of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Super excited that you're here. Hey, the reason that we exist, the Lead Volunteers Podcast and Lead Ministry Live, what we wanna do is help you, the ministry leader, get organized, stop the revolving door of volunteers, and prevent ministry burnout. That's our goal. And so some of these tips and tricks and, and strategies and the heart that Andre is going to share today are really, really, really going to help you. So here, with that more, here it is, Mr. Andre. How are you, buddy? Hey, Josh.
1: I'm doing great, man. How you
0: doing? I'm great. I'm super, super thankful. This has been something I've been watching you from afar for quite a while, um, been getting reports from other random people that you are a legit, a legit Duplicator in and in a builder of people in ministry, and the topic we have today is doing life with your mm-hmm. volunteers. But but what I but what I want to make sure today is that it just kind of give us a little bit about yourself. Kind of tell us just a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. Oh man, My man, Nuke's on here. You betcha. Um, yeah, that's my dude, man. He's, he's a great guy. He's a next gen uh, pastor out here in Dallas as well. But uh, as I said, I'm Andre Jones. Um, I'm at one community church in Plano, Texas, under phenomenal leader, uh, Dr. Conway Edwards. And um, there, I get a chance to serve as a next-gen pastor. So kids, students, young adults, married to an amazing lady by the name of Randy. And we have a 15-year-old son, a 13-year-old daughter, a guinea pig, and (laughs) a dog by the name of Lyric. <laughs> and crazy, Josh. The guinea pig's name is Guineywine, and so he's the same OG. <laughs> My wife was like, "Stop telling people that."
0: <laughs> well, you know, as you were talking, you said I knew that you had two kids, and then you threw in the guinea pig, and, and that was that was amazing. Uh, so, who's 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 which one of your kids kind of uh, like owns, so to speak, and, and or is that or do you have to own it? Do you got to take care of it?
1: No, um, they 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 take care. Of it. I, I'm more so the guinea pig. They love the dog. The guinea pig when he kind of came in it was excited. <laughs> I think we expected more, but he really just eats and sleeps. <laughs> so, he, he was kind uh, of
0: a kind of a disappointment.
1: Right? You're like, ah. Uh, so we
0: finally talked mom into getting a dog. So yeah, <laughs> that's a little more interactive, man. That's fantastic. So, uh, super grateful. Well, the topic today, big, big, big topic. And, and I, I deeply embrace this. And so when we were kind of talking um, uh, uh, together and you were mentioning this is kind of a, a big piece to your life, doing life with your volunteers, man, I, it couldn't have resonated any more uh, with me. So the big three that we kind of hit on the live show and also on the podcast is we want to like break it down and number one we're going to define it what do we mean by do life with your volunteers number two we're going to talk about developing it putting some real true meat on the bones and then of course Mm -hmm. we're going to ask you your advice for how in the world would we kick this off so let's start out today you kind of have this concept of never do ministry alone. So mm-hmm. kind of kick us off. Talk to us a little bit about that. Define it for us.
1: Yeah. So I, I probably honestly, I learned this the hard way. Okay. And so in doing ministry, uh, I guess I try to try to do everything, right? So I'm trying to knock it all out and accomplish everything. And I think you start to feel tired and you start to feel overwhelmed. <laughs> and You start to feel burdened by all of this because you're like, I still have a whole bunch to do. And you see all these people around you. Like, Why aren't they in the game? Yeah. And I think I realized that I was doing ministry alone. I wasn't taking people with me. I wasn't empowering them. I wasn't leading them. I wasn't challenging them. And they were really just kind of checking in and checking out. Right. And so I had, I had to realize that for myself.
0: Yes, of course. And so I like this idea of not doing ministry alone. And this is something that I do as a dad as well. Mm -hmm. Man, if I, my wife, like, it's funny, my wife has a different philosophy. She's like, no, 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 no. I go to target to get away from you people. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, I, and I don't shame that at all. I get it. There's times for recoup, but like when I'm going Mm -hmm. to target or I'm going to get my car washed or something random like that, I'm trying to find some kid just to tag along because I know that life happens and ministry and connection—it's not in the pre-programmed. It's often in the random. So, how do you, mm-hmm. when, it, when you talk about doing, not doing ministry alone, like what does that kind of look like directly for you? Yeah.
1: So, people in my ministry, I, I genuinely made a shift and said i want to do life and i think it all spawned from we were talking about this idea of these neighborhood champions and so the question was you know you have your neighbors and we're called to love our neighbors yes but they're like when's the last time you've actually done life with your neighbor when have you eaten with your neighbor and so then i'm looking at my ministry and i'm like i serve with you every week i don't know where you live you've never seen my house i don't know if you like food i don't know if you're a starbucks drinker or if you're a duncan And if you're dunking, it's okay, but we're still going to prefer Starbucks. (laughs) And I had to change. And once again, like our lead pastor, he models it. And so what I started doing, and now before, like we're going to talk about how to implement this. If you're married, talk to your wife first. But I just started inviting people over on Sunday. And so on Sundays, we would finish service, and I'm literally walking down the hallway. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, come to my house. Right. And Josh, people were blown away, and I'm like, am I in trouble? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I just, just want to have, we're just going to eat. We're going to eat a brisket and whatever sides my wife can make. Cause I don't make sides. I make the meat.
0: You make the meat. And
1: that's it. That's it. And so we started doing that. And so what I started to see is people let down their guards. Wow. And people start to be engaged and people saying that you're, and they're not verbally saying this, but you can see that like, you're for me. And you don't yes. just want me to come check into the nursery. You don't want me to just come check in elementary or in preschool students, but I get a chance to see you outside of church and you genuinely care. And I think that's what kind of started it there.
0: That's huge. And so I like the idea of you having in a sense that I appreciated the disclaimer where you said, okay, check with your wife first. Don't just be oh yeah. Don't
1: don't get in trouble.
0: That's right. But you're walking around the church. And you're going, hey, what about you? What about you? What about you? And it's an impromptu mm-hmm. opportunity. And m- keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Oh, yeah. But keep it relational. So I think that's huge. Um, now, you had, a quote that you gave me was this. The reason we fail is we want to get the task done fast. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that.
1: So, I mean, you, you've been a part of it. People who are listening and watching, they've been a part of it. As you're going into the weekend, you're, you're thinking about work and you're like, okay, hey, the classroom's got to be ready. The program has to be done. The curriculum has to be done. And if you're so focused on that task, you're going to miss out on the person. Right. And so these people are coming, and I think when people are serving, they're looking for something. They're looking for involvement. They're looking for care. They're looking for you to listen to them. And if you are just zoomed in on that task, they're going to ultimately say that you're not forming, you don't care. And so you've got to take care of that stuff earlier so that you literally spend time with your
0: people. Yes, I call this the golden moments. And I've watched so many Mm -hmm. pastors, Andre, who have frittered away these golden moments. And it's like, bro, you had 40 hours last week to do the printing. You had 40 hours to set up the room. Whatever. Mm -hmm. As soon as people show up, that is the task. People. No, Absolutely. And, and I've seen so many leaders just miss out on what I call those golden moments. So I think that's fantastic. And the funny thing is, people can tell, can't they? When all of a sudden, you are like, your eyes aren't on them. Your eyes are off in the distance. You may be looking at them, but really, you're just kind of spazzing a little bit. You're mm-hmm. kind of doing this thing, and you're trying. You're still in solve it mode when you should be in share my life mode, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think... What I what I don't like to hear, and I you know, I hear it sometimes, is I know you're busy, but, and I don't I don't even want to hear that. I want to be able to say you've got my full attention. Talk to me because I've spent time equipping leaders that can handle the work. So, hey, this conversation. I know you got to go. No, I don't. No, I don't. What, what this is your time? Well, the ministry. No, no, no. This is this is our this time. is the ministry. And so, b-
0: but watch this. The only way that you, because by the way, whenever somebody says those code words, hey, I know you're mm-hmm. busy, but that's like they're needing shepherding right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when when Andre, they are saying that, like you, you have people, you have already built in the people to be able to manage the tasks so that you can right. be pastorally present. Now I heard a story about you. And Uh-oh. somebody yep. Somebody was visiting you at your church and there was a kid who was having a hard time and you sat down on the floor and hung out with that kid and spent time with them. And 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 you can only do that. Like there's some some leaders who may say, Well, I don't have time for that. Well, right. you're missing it then. You're missing it because there's other people who can do the check-in and can fill up the little paper dispenser for the name tags. Mm -hmm. And you have done the hard work to keep yourself present. Very impressed. Um, Now, another thing about doing ministry with your volunteers or doing life, excuse me, with your volunteers. Right. The first time that I met you face to face, though I had known you, I'd been on some things with you was at a national conference and you brought with you, Volunteers, am I right? Absolutely. Talk to me about
1: Absolutely. that. Yeah. So I brought our uh, assistant kids director, his name is Charles Leslie, full time volunteer, full time teacher and coach, and uh, one of my best friends, man. We've um, he came into ministry probably five years ago right. and got a chance to know him. You know, did some of those Sundays, but some of the attachments says the dudes in my life group, we do a discipleship group together and i've seen him grow and so i'm like dude, hey can you get off to go to a conference and a lot of people will often say no before they invite them. oh they can't get off. there though
0: so what don't leave so don't say no for them
1: do not because then on the other side like what leader doesn't want to get invited to something that's going to grow connecting others and show that hey man you see something in me so it's one of those i see in you moments like i see something in you bro I need you to come
0: here and be a part of it. And, and wow he but, he was there. I, I met him, he sat in a breakout right? that I did and and what, what what do you think was his experience? I mean, I have seen volunteers that I brought I followed the same path that you did and I was like, okay, I identify people and then man I fly them in. we're at a hotel together. All of mm-hmm. this connection is happening. We're able to discuss ministry at a deep level. In addition, they're able to see, like this children's ministry thing is way bigger than they thought. Right. Now what were his experiences in your opinion? Uh I think the dude loved it. So
1: one, he got to make his own connections. And that's what I would that's the big huge thing for me. Go go make your connections. That way you can connect to people because he's gonna to talk to people that I might never get a chance to talk to right and bring back ideas for the ministry. But also, um, we got a chance to spend time that we would have normally not spend time because he's at work. I'm doing ministry. And so now you get about call it 24, 48 hours just to connect with somebody on a deeper level.
0: Absolutely. Dude,
1: what's going on? How are you? Go meet this. He came out of your breakout. You know, he's got all these notes. And so now we're like, okay, how do we implement this? But none of that happens. If you don't say, Hey man, I I want you to sounds great. I want you to fly to Nashville, take some time off, and what's the worst they can say? No, I can't. Can you get me next time? But even if they say no, there's the invite that was initiated that says, That's right. You, 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 you're on a different level.
0: And and that person feels honor. Now, mm-hmm. h- here's the deal. At you know, I, I try to encourage leaders with the following. And I think maybe you could identify with this. People see us as pastors as a way bigger deal than we really are. Can I have an Amen? Right. That's they it, man. they view us. And so for us to listen, I'm not saying that we're anything special at all, mm-hmm. but when I invite them, they feel like their spiritual life is a big deal to them. And to be, to be invited deeper, it feels good to people. Oh, absolutely. And so that's this. absolutely. Now, the other thing too, that you said is that he had been, he had been at some of your Sunday gatherings. You said he'd been on some mm-hmm. quote Sundays. So He'd been serving. You'd gotten to know him. He is one of your best friends. And the interesting thing Mm -hmm. is, is that I also found people who ended up becoming like a deep integrated part of my life. As my wife and I say, ministry is a lifestyle. This is not a Mm -hmm. job. This is a lifestyle. And and so you have integrated some of your friends into the mix. Man, I'm super, super, um, I'm super excited about that. Now, another possibility that we're going to get to now. And, and this is the next big topic here. So the first yeah. one, of, first one, of course, was never do ministry alone. Take people with mm-hmm. you. Do, like Have people shadow and follow you wherever you go, even if it's to a national conference. But number two, <laughs> weekends are not enough. That's the right. next big bucket for today. So when you talk about weekends are not enough, kind of tease that out a little bit, would you?
1: Yeah, no. So, I mean, you've got, let's look at a average service, say that service is an hour and 15 minutes, right? Right. So that that person's going to check in early. They're going to do some type of huddle or connection. They're going to spend the majority of time in their particular area. Then they're going to go to service or they're going to go home. So your true interaction time with them, max 15. And that's even like a lot right there, 15 minutes of unhurried time.
0: Like We're we're talking at some levels, like two or three minutes at best if that
1: you know you just hey what's going on josh good to see you. okay you're going to your classroom okay great I'll, I'll stop by and literally think about the nurse classrooms because i can't serve in there so for them it's hey everybody's good okay great and so what we had to realize is the weekends aren't enough and so like i, I said earlier i tried to compartmentalize ministry for me yes i said yes saturday and sunday services is when i give ministry everything but then monday through friday is my it's me, it's my family, and and I was not going to jumble those two worlds. And I realized that that was stunting uh, the growth of our ministry, and it was preventing those relationships. And so, you know, rather than being able to spend that intentional time with people, I was like, "Hey, here's your here's your little bit of time."
0: And so, so in other you know, words, talk about this. like so. If, if I can interrupt you, what you said is is that you you compartmentalized and you said, I'm going to give my all on Sundays and Saturdays Mm -hmm. to service, but don't be encroaching on my life life. Absolutely. But then you saw that that was stunting. And so then you decided to merge in. Am I right?
1: Absolutely. And it it was, and if you love what you do, yes, it's not going to feel like a burden. Exactly. It's not, you know, you've got to eat. I've got to eat. Let's go eat together. That's right. It's beautiful weather. If you like outside, I like it, man. Let let's let's go hang out.
0: Absolutely. And
1: you know, you talk about the conference, but we actually, you know, there's there's a Tuesday night meeting that all our all our leaders come together and it's a great invite. Then there's Bible study where you say, Hey man, just come be in my Bible study group. So now they're like, Oh my gosh, you not only we're serving, but now you're saying, Hey, come be in this Bible study group, or there's discipleship groups, or there's hey, let's go grab coffee, let's go grab lunch and what it does is it prevents you from just like running around crazy on the weekends because you're intentionally looking for people to connect with and
0: do life with sounds like discipleship can i have an amen that's it absolutely and you know i you had this little phrase that i really i think is really powerful you said segue sundays versus side by side and i Segway for those who don't. I don't have a picture of it, but a Segway, of course, is that crazy little device with two wheels. It's on that riding on it, yep. And you push and you forward, lean forward. <laughs> and 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 you're able to make a lot of ground. I've seen police officers on them. I've seen people at major conferences who were like, like whatever. And you can make serious mm-hmm. ground with a Segway, but you're blowing by people. So a Segway right. Sunday. Talk to us about that briefly.
1: Yeah. So I mean. It's just I'm I'm dialed in. You can tell when somebody's dialed into something. They're, they're they're bullseye. They're moving. Get out their way. And as you if you do that each and every Sunday, you're gonna walk. You're gonna pass by one, your volunteers. That's right. Two, potential volunteers. Three, the families that you're supposed to serve. And then four, problems that need to be solved because you're so dialed into the task. Instead of taking care of the people, and I'm guilty of it. So I'm not speaking like I just got this thing. There's some weekends and and there's sometimes when you get, you need to go solve the problem. Like, hey, I got to go get it. But if that's percent, always, then nobody's ever gonna feel like they can approach you, connect you, and you're going like, why? Did, somebody's gonna have a crisis. They're gonna say, why didn't you tell me? And they're gonna say, when was I supposed to? You're right. constantly zooming around, and you never
0: created a moment just to pause. They won't and even ask. In. They won't even ask. Not so, at like, all. If, if you're that, if you're that myopically focused, right? Mm-hmm. They're not even gonna say, "Hey, I know you're busy," but they won't not even say
1: that. And then you're gonna look back at it, and you're gonna hear something, and you're gonna wonder, "Yeah, why? Why didn't I know? Why didn't they tell me?" And you're gonna beat yourself up instead of. And it really points back to you. A lot of time we look at volunteers and say, they won't, they won't, they won't. And I love, like Craig Rochelle said, he's like, he's like, we have not led them to. That's right. And so we have not led them to pause because they're mimicking what we're doing, which is busy, 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 busy.
0: Yes. And so the idea is, are you a pastor or are mm-hmm. you a program director?
1: That's it. And there are a lot of program directors that are getting celebrated because that's right this. and the sheep aren't being taken care of
0: yes now you also said a statement that i thought was pretty powerful all peas it says powerful or say prior preparation allows for pastoral pause take oh, it yeah. away talk to me about oh, yeah. that i'm gonna say it again I guarantee- prior preparation allows for pastoral pause help us out
1: yeah so i i guarantee if i was listening to this right now like man how like you don't know my ministry We've got this, we've got this, we've got this. And we get to the weekend, I got this. And so that whole prior preparation says, I'm doing all the hard work Monday through Friday so that I can be fully present and have those pastoral pauses. And they look different. So one instance is uh, there's a young lady who has been, she's been wanting to return to serve. Yes. And so I walk by her and she's like, hey, Pastor Andre. I said, hey, and I'm trying to remember that. Oh, Miss Tammy, I haven't seen you in a while. And so rather than that moment be like, hey, uh, let's connect, which for me means we're never going to connect because I didn't write it down or I forgot it. We sit down on the couch and I'm talking to her and she's like, yeah, my you know my daughter, it's her senior year, so she wants to come back and serve. And she's like, I just don't know where I want to be. Five minutes, five minutes sitting on that couch, got her daughter reconnected, allowed me to hear where they had been. And now she's in the process of getting connected to our communication team.
0: Okay, so... The ministry still ran. The, the, like, Okay, so all, all of a sudden, you weren't sweating bullets during those five minutes. Like, oh my word, there are 15 balls that are currently dropping. That wasn't happening? Not at all. No. And, you know, y- you also mentioned this idea of, of Mary versus Martha. And what you did is you <laughs> sat with that mm-hmm. lady. And, and you also said that, that our people... Our people at our churches—they are the least of these. Mm-hmm. That's so key. And so, by the way, if not—if it wasn't you, then I don't think anybody would have spent time with her and hung out with her. And and,
1: and you know, I don't—I don't know. Probably not. I will say one thing though. Yes, please. I, th- I think we've—I think we've created a model into which people. Are naturally doing this now, and it's the whole thing. No. What gets celebrated gets repeated. This is
0: at your church,
1: yes. And to where I, you know, now I try. I try to friend people on Facebook. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, you're trying to, you know, what?" No, no, no. I genuinely just want to know so that I can comment, "Happy birthday!" All that. So one of our volunteers, she came in, and no family here. Yes, no family. I look at her birthday, and she has four of our early childhood leaders singing happy birthday to her, celebrating it, are all in the picture. That's doing life with your volunteers. I didn't have to do anything on that one. They took the initiative. So when I see it, I am liking and commenting saying, y'all are the best team ever. I love you. When we're in a, when we're in a huddle. I say, Hey guys, I need y'all know Miss Minerva had a birthday. She's amazing. She's a rock star. And all that shows that we care that's right ministry can
0: happen outside of these walls now good leadership truly does trickle down because you were observing your senior pastor doing these things yes that's number one and then you were like man this is something that i ought to do then you started doing it i'm telling you people listen it trickles down and so your people are picking up on those things that you're doing hey last one for today Mm-hmm. I want you to, I want you to help us land the plane as we kind of close out yeah. and talk about like, like, it's great that you are, we're observing the successes from your ministry. We're observing that you have this opportunity for pastoral pause and you're, we're observing of course, that, that, that you're doing life with your volunteers. We see the blessing. We hear the stories. Mm-hmm. How could we do it?
1: Yeah. Um, I think just. This- with the bottom, the bold says, man, start with, it sounds, it sounds super easy and elementary, but like, start with one person. And really, I'm gonna back down, I'm gonna back up a little bit on it. Is one, self reflect on self, and just observe, hey, man, what, what's, how am I doing? How am I as a leader? I like mean, right. two, pray for that person. So we're often just like, I'm going to go find somebody. But have you spent the time actually praying and asking God to help you make that connection with that person that that isn't going to just do but that person that's going to come alongside you and help this ministry thrive? Right. And so there's self-reflection, there's prayer, and then it's just find that one. And it doesn't have to be an elaborate steak dinner or anything crazy. Like you could literally just say, hey, can can we connect on your time? You tell me when I will be there. What do you like to eat? I I like flaming. Well, I can't afford that, but can we go (laughs) somewhere? Give me the budget. I mean, just
0: can we do Arby's? They got the meats, they got the meats. They got the meats,
1: man. (laughs) my funny thing is me and my daughter just we were singing that the other day, and there's some song that repeats it 45 times, but anyways. (laughs) But find that time and just say, Hey, um, like, literally, if I was walking in the hallway, I would observe somebody and I would literally say, Hey, Josh, um. What's your week look like, man? I don't know. I've got this going on, man. If you have a moment, I'd love to just connect with you. That can be coffee, it could be lunch, or if you want, you can just come up to the church and we can meet right here. I've got a lot of churches have coffee makers, so sure, of got course, coffee. There's some. If you're in kids ministry, there's some snacks. We can have a goldfish lunch. We can have, a, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. And I say that
0: because it doesn't always have
1: to be evolved around money.
0: It does I mean, not. There are free options. There are free options, and you know what? What you're basically saying, guy, I'm getting emotional here, because what you're basically saying is, hey, can I squeeze into your life? You don't. You, I'm looking to where I can fit into you, and can I come in and find a place? There's a gal that I know, um, and she realized that a lot of parents are sitting at their kids' soccer practice waiting. And so she was like, Hey, could I come hang out with you there? They're like, for what? So I can, so I can spend time with you. And so she found that that, which sounds kind of crazy, right? It's like, what, but that's huge. So, uh, um, eat with them, call them, spend quality time with them. Also, you mentioned it doesn't have to cost a lot. I love the filet mignon thing, right? Of course we all would love that, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Right.
1: And so utilize those. Yeah. Like a phone call goes a long way. I was talking to one of our, uh, our student pastors at one of our other campuses. And he said, man, just this month, I've started just texting encouragement to our volunteers and just, yes. boom, how you doing? Boom. I love you. Boom. How can I pray for you? And, and I'll be honest, that's why I'm still in ministry. Is because yes. When I started, somebody was called me at work. This is when I was, when I was programming, called me at work and said, like, dude, how you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. you know, What's up? He's like, man, Lord, just put on my heart just to pray for you. What do you mean, pray for me? He's like, yeah, like I'm going to pray for you right now. Uh, So I'm literally sitting at my cubicle. Yes. Somebody calls me and prays for me. That's huge. Somebody who's now on our staff wrote me a thank you letter back when I was serving for them. Those little things say, I see you, I appreciate you, and that's what ministry is supposed to be. Not just a... Check in, get it done. But That's right. It's like, You and know you got to start with one.
0: You got to start with one person. And and you said this also in our pre-interview. You said, what percentage of your week is spent on the people mm. versus the product? Because bottom line, I get it. You have to have, you know, a curriculum and da 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 da. You got to have all these these pieces in place. That. Those things are the means by which we get to hang out with people. People are the product. They are everything. And so, man, I just I gotta say, I'm I'm impressed. I have been impressed with you. I'm just continuing to be impressed with you and with your leadership. You know, it it just it it comes down to this epiphany that you had, right? Which is I need, I I don't have enough on a Sunday. I don't have enough Mm -hmm. on a Sunday. I've got to afford myself more. And guess what, folks? It is worth it.
1: Absolutely.
0: And people out there, like, you're a worthy guy to get to know. And your kingdom involvement relationally with somebody, um, whether it's the listener or even you, Andre, is going to take somebody to the next level. And they're going to find that serving is is joyful. They're going to find that the Lord... Mm Is more present and closer. And it's out of the overflow of relationship that we're gonna do our best pastoral work. Thank you mm-hmm. very much for sharing with us. Man, I would love to have you back again. Um, so let's let's keep this thing going, man. No, absolutely, man.
1: Josh, thank you for your ministry and what you do. Um, you've been you've seen me, I've seen you, and I'm like, this dude is phenomenal. Everything you put out is great. You just launched like this whole membership plan as well. So everybody you took all the hard work. Thank you for taking the hard work out and making it easy for it for the guys and and girls like me, man. Like, dude, thank you. Yes. So I'm honored to even be here, man. Um, thank you for seeing something and inviting me out and allowing me the opportunity to share.
0: Absolutely. Well, gang, this has been a lot of fun. This has been another quick episode of Lead Ministry Live and the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Hey, listen. Uh, Andre did just mention this we do have a brand new membership Um, it's to every one of the courses right it used to be kind of this a la carte thing and it was kind of pricey and now the lead volunteers membership and all of the different um, the different courses that we have are all for one one amount that uh, that allows you to to have access as Andre said like I've tried to take I sought to do all of the heavy lifting so that we could Uh, We could do a lot of the good stuff uh, and make it a little bit easier. Hey, gang, thank you very much. This has been the Lead Volunteers Podcast, Lead Ministry Live, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.